Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Welcome to the show, gearheads. We are very excited. We had a fantastic Italian Grand Prix at Monza this Sunday. I am so excited to, to talk today because it was a fantastic race. This is John Massengill sitting in the studio with Les Kaiser. Jonathan oh, yeah. Green is off this week. And, man, we had a fantastic race. We want to get your comments, too. Give us a call, 512-643-LIVE, 512-643-5483. And what a race because Charles Leclerc for Ferrari wins the race wire to wire, but you'd never know it from the excitement level because it was a, a battle for most of this entire race. It was really amazing. Really was, really was. He... You know, uh, during the pre-show race, I, I explained it. He just reaffirmed it for me again that I think this is a phenomenal young man, mature way beyond his years uh, in his presentation skills, in the paddock, his conversations, as well as his driving skill and the uh, the skill craft on the track. I don't know uh, whose soul is in him, but uh, there's somebody that's that's behind him. Well, he had such a great race. So he he did win pole, and that's a whole other story. We'll probably talk about it a little bit today. But he won. So he started the race off, and at the beginning of the race, I mean, you, I was so worried that because they didn't have quite the pace advantage that they'd had at Spa, I was worried that Leclerc was going to lose it to Hamilton. But he held first lap. And I mean, it was it was definitely some competition. He had a pretty good start, but I think Hamilton actually had a slightly better start. But the, uh, Leclerc held on, and it, it turned into a, a really epic battle between Hamilton and, and Leclerc. I mean, for from from about lap twenty three to lap forty three, there was it was just wire to wire during that time. It was just a, uh, an epic battle because that entire time. Leclerc was less than a second ahead of Vettel, of uh, Hamilton, and so he, I mean, he had to to battle Hamilton. You know, the best driver of his generation. He had to battle him for that entire time, and he made a couple of moves during that time when Vettel got right up on him after a corner, and he had a, he moved the car a little bit and got that warning flag, the black and white flag. Uh, but he, I, and I agree with the call there. I don't think that it was so blatant right. that, that you had to give him a penalty, but it was, uh, it was amazing racing that whole time. And I, I just, I'm, Leclerc has really, really stepped it up. And Hey, we do have a call. We got a couple of callers. Let's start with our first one. We got, we got George from Virginia. Hey, George, welcome to the show. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I know you had a long night last night watching the Longhorns get tossed around. By yeah, them. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, they covered the spread, right? 
Or and did that's, they? That's the important thing. You got to sports and gambling is always important. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was a great game, George. Racing today. How about that? A superstar was born today. Yeah, and and it's kind of ironic. I want to touch on a couple things if time permits. This weekend, we saw two great athletes sort of been humbled. Yesterday was Serena Williams in the U.S. Open final. Still trying to get to her 24th victory, losing to a younger person. And today, Vettel. Yeah. Vettel is starting to look not only human, I don't know if it's psychological or mechanics, but he did a rookie. He did a, a rookie mistake going back onto the, the track. I mean, all this is being lost. That, that's why I think you said, is it mechanical or is it mental? I think it's mental because he made a mistake, right? We don't know exactly what caused the mistake, but I think it was probably just, you know, he hit the hit the, uh, the curb a little bit and spun. But the fact that he was so flustered that he drove right back onto the track. And, I mean, you realize that penalty that he got was the, the drive-through plus 10 seconds. There's only one worse penalty, and that's the suspension. So and, the, and the stewards coming. agree. And, gentlemen, it's coming. And, I mean, what do I know? I'm just a fan, you know, up in Washington, D.C., watching. But I have a funny feeling Ferrari's going to try to ease him out. He has a super bloated contract. I think he makes like $60 million a year. He hasn't brought a title, same like Alonzo. And you have Leclerc in who, literally, if you design an F1 driver from a <laughs> um, PR and driver standpoint, Leclerc is literally someone you create in a lab. Yeah. I mean, he literally, <laughs> That's he a good all, point. I like that. <laughs> he checks all the blocks off. But today was a phenomenal drive. It, it, I think it, it, it's going to bring in some non-F1 people. The, the the Ferrari fans are just beside themselves. And it's really, I mean, we really today, we may have seen a change in the guard in, in some respects. Well, I, yeah. I, I've i been saying it all. I've been asking the question for the last several races, <clears throat> is that is Leclerc the number one Ferrari driver? But I don't think there's any doubt now. I mean, after today, yeah. after his positive performance, and Vettel's negative performance, I, I there's no doubt. There's no doubt, and he and he he looks like the veteran right now. The way he handled that yeah. race, and I, I mean, it, this is this is a this is our future. You know, Leclerc and Verstappen and Lando Norris. This is going to be so much fun to watch. But today in Italy at Monza with the Tifosi at full steam, and you know, I'm so glad that. Leclerc was on pole to build the crowd, and man, did you hear and see the? Cr- I mean, I don't know if you watched it or listened on the radio, George, but the crowd was just crazy out both. there. I did both. Hey guys, a quick thing that's a little off, but it's sort of related to racing. Um, will you guys be seeing that film Ford versus Ferrari? Have you seen the trailers for that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I've seen. Oh yeah, I, I can't. I can't wait for you guys to. to, to, to for that, that would just kind of just dovetail. Oh, uh, don't worry about that. We definitely will you know be talking that. about that for sure. But before I leave, I just want to say a couple things. I, I want to give a, a big kudos to you and the staff for what all you do. You guys, I ain't gonna say you don't have to do it, but you, you can tell there's a passion for racing. You guys aren't just checking off blocks when you do this. So there's some people out here like myself who really appreciate it. So uh, well, thank you for all you thank you for all you do and. Today lets you know why it's great to be a racing fan. We saw, you, you know, 
We didn't hear any of that F1 is a parade and all that sort of thing. We saw pure unadulterated racing and racing tactics today. So it was great to witness. Oh man, George, you're, you're not going. You're, you're right about the passion because I just got goosebumps oh, yeah. when you were saying that, dude. I mean, because that <laughs> somebody gets this. That is what this is all about. But thanks for the kind words, George. I'll, I'll tell you what, George. I was down at the game yesterday. The UT. Uh, tailgating, and, and we've got a big giant screen in our, our uh, tailgate group, and one of the guys that knows me from Speed City comes up, and he goes, so you're going to turn on qualifying? <laughs> and I was like, I'm feeling that really set off some uh, some tempers, but uh, George, thanks. Great to have uh, folks that understand us. Yeah, thanks, George. We appreciate the call and kind words. You know, George doesn't know the half of it, man. We, uh, we 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 started Speed City just purely out of passion. I don't even know. It was just a crazy thing. But, yeah. But, I think it's, that's I think it's summed up as two guys, two beers, and two microphones very aptly, just having the conversations <laughs> we had before the microphones. <laughs> well, man, I, uh, I, I just – this race was so great. And, and, you know, we think back to Paul Ricard. And when, yeah. when F1 was – I mean, it was – I don't know if anybody like Sean Bratches or any of those guys were panicking then, but it was it was a mess. Uh, the racing was so bad. People were, I mean, you didn't even want to watch a race because they were so boring. And you remember coming on the to do the post-race show after Paul Ricard is like, okay, oh, there's nothing to talk about. There's literally nothing to talk about. There was no passing. There was no nothing. But since that day, we've had fantastic racing. The German Grand Prix uh was was you know one for the ages and then today i mean i don't know i don't really know which is better but hey we got another caller hey we got the andy p our regular hey andy how's it going buddy good morning guys wasn't that fun that was awesome i was just saying which was better the german grand prix or this today taken as a whole i i I mean, I know most people are going to say the German Grand Prix, but I was so excited uh, about this today. What do you think, Andy? I think Germany, just for the whole, the entirety of the grid, having a lot more tension was a slightly better race. This one was great um, for battles at the front, absolutely. And Charles Leclerc absolutely brought the goods all weekend. You know, and, and yes, because, I mean, that, that's why I'm looking at this kind of almost everything from historically to the changing of the guard, the crazy, fantastic racing. How long have, how long has it been since we've been on the edge of our seat for the racing for the win for 25, 30 laps? I mean, literally on the edge of our seat, the gap between either Hamilton or Botas and Leclerc was, you know, within 1.5 seconds for the entire, you know, from lap, I don't know, but for sure lap 20 on. So it, it was it was amazing. And to add to that, you, you had uh, the top, you know, three cars on different tires, different ages. Um, yeah. And, and the Ferraris, you know, definitely having the, the, the straight line speed advantage, but Mercedes having the advantage in the corners. So it was, you, you had no idea what was going to happen. And that's what made it so great. You know, I was, well, I, I, I touched on this a little bit earlier, but I'll do it again. I, when I was watching, when Botas when uh, Hamilton's tires gave out and he, he went off in the, in the chicane and Botas was the guy to try to catch him then, they showed the graphic, they showed Botas tires that had uh, you know on medium tires with X-laps and they showed Leclerc hard tires with X-laps. I was really worried. I thought that it was going to be advantage Botas. 
I say worried because I wanted Leclerc to win today, but I, I thought it was going to be advantage Botas. And then when Botas went off, what do you think, Andy? When he went off, do you think that was an error? Uh, you know, his braking, he just, did he go in too hot or do you think his tires were just done? I think it was more an error more than the tires because he huh. had been closing in three or four tenths a lap. He had seven lap younger tires than Hamilton. He was primed in the position and he made a mistake. And, you know, the the, the great ones don't do that. And Leclerc was great today. So I, that's awesome. I wrote in my notes, I, I said, I don't think Botas is going to. And I didn't. I just didn't have the confidence that Botas was going to be able to pass him. And I think what you're you're saying the same thing is that that he's 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 a really good driver, but he's just not in that elite class. And yeah, you know, I mean, even if it even if it was tires going off, it was still a mistake. So I I really can't give him. I have to go with you for sure that it was a mistake one way or the other. But could he have? You know, in some, if Hamilton had had that same car at that point, could he have passed him? And and that's, I'd say that's a strong possibility. And I think that's the fascinating question that we'll be asking for the next two weeks, don't you think? Yep, absolutely. I'll tell you what, don't you think Charles is going, can we just race next week too? <laughs> He's, I'm on a roll here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, I'm totally with you on the talent, the talent that's showing showing up emotions between the German and this race. I don't know. I mean, I got chills like three times through that four-minute Italian national anthem. <laughs> but it was, uh, <laughs> it was way cool to uh, see the fans so charged to see the new young Ferrari driver top step of the podium, the two giant Ferrari banners that strolled out in front of the uh, podium, down below the podium there. Oh, man, that was such a charged scene. I would have loved to have been there just for the podium presentation. So, hey. Go ahead, Andy, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, isn't this part of exactly the vision of what Liberty's trying to create? You know, it just seemed like, you know, all the elements came together. You know, we still have that big problem of the top four where maybe 30 seconds clear, but they're working on it. So, you know, this is the formula. Yep. Yep, that's a good point, Andy, and I think that I think that you're absolutely right that that uh, Liberty is a very deliberately working on this. And you know, I, I have to admit, I I am a I was a, and still am a little bit worried that Liberty is going to get this right because man, it would be it's a huge thing, and it's not there's there is no clear cut. You you take ten you know of the most seasoned experts in this sport and ask them how to fix it and you're not going to get the same answer 10 times you're it there isn't there's no clear cut solution but hey so uh what about your you you happy with uh McLaren boys obviously not completely cuz uh it was not a great day but what what about McLaren and Renault I mean that battle but what about today you know, it was good to see Lando kind of fight back after, you know, the, all the grid penalties and everything. But pit stop problems for McLaren, that, that's tough to swallow. you got to get those tires on right. And the, and the, the sad thing was is you had time because the guy behind signs that it was pitting. So you got to yeah. get that tire nut on right. Yeah, and uh, that 4-5 finish from Renault is going to be painful for – uh, for, for McLaren, but, uh, well, Andy, Hey, I appreciate you calling. And by the way, Andy, I know I promised you something that I still cannot find in my house. And I, well, se- sticker. I sent you a 
a consolation prize in the mail yesterday, and you'll get that until I can find that bumper sticker. I'm going to find it, but I sent you a consolation prize. But thanks for tuning in always, Andy, and uh, we appreciate you calling in, too. Well, thanks a lot, guys, um, and looking forward to seeing you in Austin in a couple months. All right. All righty, fantastic. All right, well, we got we got another caller on the line, but we got to take a quick break. And hey, you're listening and to Speed what? City Live in Austin, Texas. Back. We've got some cool stuff working for that, so y'all make plans. Oh, yeah, they're for, for Austin, that's right. All right, we're back after these messages. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company. Born, bred, and brewed in Texas. Austin's Talk, 1370. Hello, I'm Felipe Massa, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back. We have been... uh, just peeled off the ceiling after watching the Italian Grand Prix. Bouncing off the walls. Yeah, it was really amazing. If you want to join the conversation, 512-643-5483. We have a caller on the line right now. We have hey, wait, we did wait. tease just a bit there. Yeah, we got some cool stuff in the works for USGP here in Austin. Yeah. Be here a day or two early. Yeah, yeah. In fact, just I'm, plan just, it. I'm going to talk about one. That okay. We're, we're going we're gonna to try to put together a uh, an eSports event. And, uh, you know, driving simulators, that kind of stuff here in Austin. Not golf <laughs> not, carts. Not Formula E. Oh, oh. He's got it. No, not Formula E. <laughs> E-sports, as in gaming. And uh, so we're going to put that together. But, hey, we got a caller on the line. We got, we got Carlos from Houston. Carlos, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing great. How are you? Good, good, good. I, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the race yet, but um, I, I heard it, and I heard you guys, and uh, and yeah, I don't, I don't know if you remember, I, I called you guys a, a few months back and said something about Vettel cracking under pressure. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> yeah, called uh, well, it. Well, I do remember a caller talking about it, and yeah. tell you what, I think the... He's the, on it. It's no longer a hairline fracture. This is a full-on crack, because he has... <laughs> he has... I mean, it was it was bad today. It was it was bad, and I I think that uh, I think Leclerc has has cemented his position at Ferrari. What do you think? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. He he's he's definitely you know a, a champion to be. I think 
I think he has all the qualities and is a driver and he's humble and everything else. Uh, you know? Well, uh, I, I, he is humble. You're right. You know, it's funny. You could just see it. When he was stepping up to the podium, I noticed I was just watching his body language and he was jumping up and down a little bit, not not over the top, but he he kind of bumped into one of the guys in suits up there and he and he kind of looked at him and said, oh, I'm sorry for bumping into you. And I'm thinking, you just won the race. You're in, you know, for, for Ferrari at Monza. You know, I can't believe you're worried about bumping into somebody, but that I, that's kind of just how big is that for a, for a race car driver's dream? I mean, that, that's, uh, that's, I mean, that's amazing. it. That's the pinnacle. Did you hear the crowd? And oh, they were just. I mean, it's. I mean, I I would imagine that that place is going to be a a forty eight hour party after, you know, uh, not only the win there, but the second win in a row Ferrari for Ferrari. I mean, this is just amazing. Well, hey, Carlos. Um, have you won tickets for us to come to Austin? Uh, no. Well, I, I have tickets already. Okay, because I was just about to say. Oh, uh, look at uh, that! It's a smart man. Turn twelve. <laughs> turn twelve. Yeah, that's great, great, man. Yeah, that's. I've been there the last three years. I've been going to turn twelve, and, and uh, yeah, this will be my fourth year there. But I, I've been going to Austin since since the since the first race. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, how do you? So yeah, you? Yeah. So you're a longtime fan, I guess. Oh, all my life, man. My 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 dad's been, had a had his own portion Ferrari shop for for all my life. Oh, no wonder. Nice. Yeah, you got it in your blood, yeah. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's and and I want to say what I, I believe it was George that, that that mentioned something earlier that, that what you guys are doing is great. You know, it's hard to find uh, people that like Formula One and know something about it and all that. And and it's great to hear you guys. Ah, well, thanks, uh, thanks so we much, Carlos. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for calling, man. Uh, we appreciate it. And we'll uh, give us a call again. Yep, you got it, man. All right, yeah, absolutely. All right, we got another caller on the line. We got the call. the The board's lit up today. We got uh, Paul from Fort Worth. Hey, Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Uh, we're doing great. How about you? I'm doing awesome after that race. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. How about that race? <laughs> it was a good race. Yeah, man. I really wanted really want Lewis to win, but um, you know, Charles held off really well. Well, you know, I I, uh, I I appreciate a fan, no matter who you're rooting for. And look, I think Lewis Hamilton's, I mean, he, I, he's great, fantastic racer, obviously, but and he's a good ambassador for the sport. But, man, I wanted, I wanted Leclerc to win today. And it, really just for the sport, if nothing else, and for the fans and, and for in, in Italy at Monza and everything else. But, um, oh, it's a perfect story. Yeah, it is a that's great. That's a good way to put it. It's a perfect story, isn't it? Yeah. Plus, Charles really deserved to have a celebration after last week. Yeah, that's true. He didn't really get to have a celebration. That's true. Yeah. You know. That is very true. Yeah. So it's good. It was a really good race, and I thought even through the field, it was a good race. It wasn't just the race up front. I know it. It's true. You know, it's funny. We didn't really get to see a whole lot of it, but I mean, I was watching that leaderboard move up and down, and uh, and Verstappen from the back. What did he finish? Like eighth, I think. I think it was, uh, he finished eighth. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And Alexander Albon, you know, I was really looking forward to seeing his, seeing how he does this season after the break here when he moved up to, to Red Bull, but, and he finished sixth. So, I mean, Hey, it's, uh, I'd say the best he could have finished was fourth, but the two Renaults that finished ahead of him, but. Yeah. So, that was impressive too. Yeah. You've been a Good fan. Them both up up. You, you've been a fan for a long time. Uh, about five years. Have you been to Austin? I have. Have you, are you coming this year? I got tickets from you guys. 
Oh, you did? Okay. All right. I was about to offer you tickets, but you you already got tickets. Excellent. I can always take more. (laughs) (laughs) No, we got to to save them for some other fans, man. But, uh, well, any other takeaways from today's race, Paul? No, I just thought it was a good race overall, a lot of excitement. And uh, even though you guys said early in the the pregame, the pre-race, that you hope that it's not just, you know, a following race, even though it kind of was, it was exciting. I know that's ex- that's been my point uh, at, in this whole post race show is that it was Leclerc you know wire to wire but man it did not feel like that at all it was so, so it, exciting so I take it I wasn't the only one hearing the Jaws music <laughs> through the, most of the race <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was a good race well Paul thanks for calling in and thanks for listening we really appreciate it well Absolutely. hey man and, and uh, let us know when you get to Austin hit us up a direct message or something and uh, and let us know when you're here. All right, and when do I find out about the tickets? Uh, we got news from Coda that the tickets are uh, they're going to be probably another couple of weeks. So okay. just check back with us. You can hit us up on Twitter, whatever you want. Sounds good. All yeah. right, thanks, Paul. Thanks, guys. Yeah, right, man. Fantastic. I, I, you know, I love that uh, the fan base is growing so much and really grabbing onto this. Uh, it's it's been a struggle, you know, after the whole Indianapolis. Uh, Formula One race. Uh, it's been a struggle. Well, that was a really and nice, got it. nice segue, Mr. Kaiser. I don't know if you were looking at my show doc, uh, but no, I, uh, I mean, there, there's plenty to talk about more in, in the race, but I, I got to mention this. Since you just set me up, I'll take it. And that is uh, ESPN released the numbers and across the first 13, oh, I didn't see that. the first 13 races of this year, the, the average audience is up by 20%. I mean, and that's across the full thir- the first thirteen races, man. That is, that is a that is a noticeable bump. That is not. Oh yeah. That's not an anomaly, you know, or a one race, hey, or even a two a paycheck, race. I would definitely feel it. Okay, now I want you to think about this. <laughs> think about this. The first thirteen races were not the greatest races, you know. I mean, we mm. had. I guess. Wait a minute. Thirteen. Yeah, we did throw in uh, Germany by then, but. But still, across that whole period, there was some. There was a few races that were not the most exciting races. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but overall, you know, uh, I was talking to somebody last night, and we were, you know, chit chatting, just racing in general. And they said, you know, one of the things that they miss is they don't have the right package to get MotoGP. They don't have the right package to get Formula One in their cable system, and. Yeah, picking and choosing, I think, you know, it's improving. It is absolutely improving for Formula One. Liberty Media is watching it and fostering that. Uh, to garner new fans, it's got to be something you're going to cross paths with once in a while. Yeah, well, I, I'm reading an article on motorsport.com about it. And uh, so they, the uh, the article was written, so after the Belgian Grand Prix, 660,000 viewers on ESPN2, that's a 37% increase over that same race, and 29% of over the NBCSN coverage of 2017. And that was the second highest on record uh, for that event, only by ESPN back in 1995. So, and the audience peaked at, uh, almost eight hundred thousand when Leclerc his, scored his first win. So, but the point is, is that ESPN has done a a good thing for this sport, and I think it's because we talked about it when ESPN was going to take it over a couple of years ago. We talked about this, but I think there's just the organic nature of being on ESPN, right? 
Right. You know, when you're on, when it was on NBC, don't get me wrong, I love those guys doing that coverage, by the way. And that, that I do miss. Not that this coverage is not great, but, um, but, but it was tailored for the American audience. But, but what I'm getting at is, is that you can go into a sports bar or restaurant or whatever, and you can see, like, if it's, you know, Saturday afternoon here, you can walk in and see qualifying and maybe, maybe remind people that it's there. And of course, ESPN's always got their little ticker at the bottom. And like I mentioned earlier, they were they ran that ticker a bunch, and they replay the the race also quite a bit. I mean, and you right. stumble across it because how many people will either get in their car and have ESPN radio going, or get or just turn on their television and have ESPN going, or walk into a bar or restaurant and have the ESPN going? And, and I don't know if you can attribute it. I would would say it's contributed to that more than anything else. There are other factors, like maybe some people do like the Sky coverage better, but I think it's just the organic nature of ESPN, and I am really excited to hear about that. But All right, it's time for another break, and when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the Italian Grand Prix. Listen to Speed City Live in Austin, Texas, back after these messages. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company. Born, bred, and brewed in Texas. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at thecaddyaustin.com. Austin's Talk 1370. Hi, this is Gene Haas, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. I got the headphones turned all the way up. I love that song. <laughs> That's Cake. I think is the name of that band. Uh, man, the uh, the race today was incredible, and the scenes at Monza are incredible. I'm seeing some tweets and some uh, some you know, photos with the, the crowd. Just, I mean, what that is one of those special things. It a is Ferrari win at Monza. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, something that I was kind of surprised that it didn't come into play more so were the track limits that we saw so much earlier in the week at Monza. It's a fast track. A lot of folks are, you know, you just, you know, wind up on the escape roads and uh, missing apexes and things yeah, like and that. Out, and outside the line on Parabolica. Yeah. So one of the things that, you know, at uh, Spa, they have this uh, loop system that is uh, in there to detect or define track limits. And it basically turns it into technology that'll be used to identify if the cars left the course in you know in the manner, and that's what calls for the scrutiny. 
So I kind of like that uh, because it takes a little bit of judgment away that only those that trigger that alarm you know, alert will be scrutinized. Plus, I think it'll also catch others that may not be getting caught in a situation like today where everybody's focusing on the first few leaders, uh, the leader pack on it. I kind of like that idea of that technology. It seems simple enough. Yeah, it does seem simple enough. That that would be, I mean, it would be a clear yes or no. You know, like Vettel during qualifying. Yeah. It, you couldn't quite tell, but... Uh... Well, hey, let me run down. Uh, by the way, if you want to give us a call and join the show, 512-643-LIVE, 512-643-5483. Let me run down the entire grid. I don't think we've done that yet. So it was Charles Leclerc for Ferrari winning the race, Valtteri Botas, Lewis Hamilton for Mercedes in second and third, Daniel Ricciardo, Nico Hulkenberg in third and fourth. Nice day for Renault. And then Alexander Albon in the Red Bull sixth, Sergio Perez in the racing point in seventh, Max Verstappen all the way up from the back of the grid to finish eighth for Red Bull. Antonio Giovinazzi for Alfa Romeo in ninth. Lando Norris scoring some points for McLaren in 10th. And then Pierre Gasly, Lance Stroll, Sebastian Vettel up to third. It's funny, I didn't even see where he finished. Almost didn't even matter after such a disaster he had. And George Russell in 14th. Nice finish for George Russell. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen in 15th for Alfa Romeo. Roman Grosjean in the Haas for 16th. Robert Kubica Who? in uh, I want to talk about that. Kubica Kubica in seventeenth. Kevin Magnuson didn't finish. Daniel Kvyat didn't finish, and neither did Carlos Sainz. But you know, we talked about this last week about Robert. Robert started to yeah. Well, yeah. we yeah we touched on it because Jonathan yeah. was in studio, and I said Robert Kubica. Kub, I can't even remember which version I said Kubica or Kubica. I said Kubica, and I said, is it supposed to be Kubica? And Jonathan said, well, for years I called him Kubica back way going way back. And when Buxton interviewed him uh, for the Paddock Pass, they touched on this. And what it was is that he raced for Ferrari and spent so much time in Italy that they pronounced his name Kubica. And yeah, so that's how, he became, that's how he became known as Kubica. So that's why. And he said, they're both fine by me. So, you know what this reminds me of? Any old folks will know. You can call me Ray. You can call me Jay, but you doesn't have to call me Johnson. <laughs> okay, now you're really going back. <laughs> you just lost a large percentage of the audience with that uh, one. Uh, but what a, what a race today. That is, that is terrible. terrible. That's as bad as Charles Barkley's golf swing. But, um, yes, let's talk about the race today. So, um, you know, we've touched on all the front, what happened to the front. Amazing. So, with... Um, the other stories moving down, we talked about Renault, but so what about Albon's race Les? You know, I said, I've been wanting to see how he could do. I mean, you think that, uh, he did himself good today. I mean, finishing where did he finished seventh, I think it was, or sixth. It was sixth. Yeah. I think he did him a lot of good. Actually. He is, uh, another one of those coming up that, uh, I, I think of Albon, I think of George Russell, uh, a few of these guys that, uh, Kind of the new generation. The next tier of the new generation. Yeah, They're starting to pop up. Uh, certainly, I would have put Leclerc there at the beginning of the season that uh, this is the new generation coming up. Uh, he's doing well. He's doing well. I, uh, you know, one of the things, there's been a lot of discussion about George Russell. Will Russell wind up in the Mercedes camp? Uh, you know, is Botas going to stick around? Is... Russell going to come up. Something that was said, I saw a an interview with Toto Wolff stating that he did not think he would bring Russell to the Mercedes 
team basically, you know, in the near future, and that's because he did not feel that the Mercedes team is a learning environment for a young driver that he wants to stick with basically established drivers was, hmm. it was kind of the message that, uh, he shared there. Yeah. And that's kind of the same message that you hear from the Haas team about an American driver, you know, because there's just nobody that's in that pure formula one path, that yeah. pure ladder right now. I mean, there's a couple of guys, there are a couple of rungs down that are Americans, uh, that are in the American F three series right now. We've talked about them with Kyle Kirkwood and uh, some of those guys that uh, have been on the show and stuff. And some of those guys could be there and, but, but, but they're just not quite there. You know, in fact, I think it was Larry who Larry or George talked about, it's really needs to be an F2 driver to step into yeah. the seats. Budget you know? wise, that's a big deal. And, you know, we, we've talked about it. Uh, Kubica is a uh, you know from the reports that we see on salary on salary is around half a million dollars a year for this but think about this half a million dollars is a, a less than a third of what roman grosjean is getting there hmm. and that's where you know I'm, I'm like i said i have no issues with roman grosjean as a person but sitting at the business table looking at results for three times the money of kubica yeah i that's something that would seriously play hard in that game of poker to decide what I'm going to do next year uh, as we sit there. Uh, you know, I mean, Roman Grosjean is, is such a likable guy. He'll wind up on TV somewhere. Yeah. You know, um, if he wants to stick around the sport, he could certainly get there. But but the salary difference, think of what a million dollars does for some of these teams, especially if you're not the front three. That's a That's a sizable lump that uh, could come back into your budget if you were to, to take it cross straight over there. And it's, you know, Hulkenberg, like Hulkenberg is thought to be around 4.5 million right now. Ooh, that's, that's a big difference. I mean, that's more than double what uh, Roman Grosjean is reported to be making. So that's where I look at it. Rome, uh, Hulkenberg, I will be surprised if he gets a Haas seat. Hmm. I won't be, I mean, I don't know if I'd be, I, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't agree with that because, you know, there has been so much talk, but, uh, but I, I'm not, I'm not so, I'm not set there dead set going, he's going to get the hot seat. Absolutely not. I don't know what's going to happen there, but well, let's keep looking down the grid a little bit. So after Albon, Sergio Perez, uh, with his future sealed up a little bit and then Max Verstappen, you know, that's the one bit of the race we didn't get to see a whole lot of that i was kind of looking forward to seeing i'm happily will sacrifice that after what we saw at the front of this amazing race today but verstappen uh started the back and finished eighth and uh did you get to see, i mean there was a few passes i did get to see any impressions about verstappen's race today i don't know how much you get uh, there really no, wasn't much to see no uh, uh nothing real substantial i mean it was it was good there were you know, a few things, you know, the first lap, Max getting his wing busted up. That, uh, I think yeah, that that's just right. kind of set the pace. I forgot about because that. Because I don't feel like Max responds well once he's had an incident like that. Uh, I kind of think, you know, if, if he can get through the first couple of laps and let things settle out, he'll get into his groove. But uh, it's not the first time we've seen him, you know, get in some altercation in lap one and then just kind of fade away. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking through some of my race notes, too. Um, that, Penalties. That, yeah. Yep. Talk about Albon. Five-second penalty for cutting the corner to pass K-Mag. Yep. I forgot about that one. Yeah, That was, uh, you know, that that's a big one uh, because it obviously played well. It <laughs> played well in his favor until he got the penalty with K-Mag. Uh, that Reichen, sounded about right, though. Five seconds for that. Yeah. yeah Raikkonen's 10-second penalty. That sounded like a rookie team mistake. I'm not blaming Raikkonen on that. Oh, you that. mean the tires? The tires. Starting on the wrong tires. Well, what, was that a, a strategic choice where they did that and knew they were going to get the penalty? I don't know. You know, I I honestly do not think into penalties as part of my strategy. Well, I mean, just sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes That's it's true. just mathematically. No, you're right. You're, you're, right. you're going to say this makes I don't, I don't think of that. Uh, Leclerc's team is doing great, knocking out 2.3-second pit stops again. The, yeah. That team... That, as their pit stops that down. Was a, that was one of those key moments. Actually, I'm really glad you brought that up. I We grabbed that and tweeted it right when it happened because, I mean, I know 2.3 is not record-setting, but it's fast. And, you know, it played into his hands. Probably They probably jumped on the radio right then and said, hey, we had a great pit stop. Go get him. He's got the confidence. You know, everything was clicking for Ferrari. And, you know, we've seen Ferrari make some mistakes early this year. We've seen him make a lot of mistakes. So that's yeah. a good point. I'm glad you remembered that. I felt bad for Kvyat making it up to P6. Yeah. And then losing power. Yep, lap and, 31. And dropping he, out. Yep. That was uh, one of the virtual safety car situations. Yeah, he he had to do elaborate on that. He, we were under yellow and he did a really short pit stop. You know, he, get, he gained all that time that you would normally lose and came out in 6th place and then the Honda went poof. But, uh, you know, in this one, virtual safety car on this course was worth five seconds in the pit lane. It was mm-hmm. a five-second difference from race pace and VSC if you were to pit during VSC. That's yeah. a substantial amount of time. Yeah, and, and uh, it turns out that was an oil leak. So I, don't, I say that Honda went, it was an oil leak. I don't, we don't, you know, don't know exactly what. what the details were on that. So, what about Vettel seeing a blue flag for himself? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, remember Vettel got a blue flag because he was getting lapped by other people after he did his pirouette and all of that. He gets shown a blue flag. <laughs> That's great. I, I heard you laughing about a blue flag. I missed it, but and you realize Vettel spun that that spin was, was all, all his the, own. It was all his own for sure, and it was all the way back on lap seven. Uh, that, if my notes are correct, it was in lap seven. That goes, I mean, I was thinking it was a little bit later in the race. But, yeah, so all that uh, took place since lap seven. So um, I have some other interesting uh, notes here. You know, he um, not only did Vettel have that spin, but he, on lap 33, he did, he outbroke him, he was outbreaking himself again. Another error from Vettel, uh, you know, the, the 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 penalty that he got for driving back on the track that just showed me where his head's at yeah. and then more mistakes so uh, me, are, that was a temper tantrum honest because we've seen his personality at times when things aren't going right that he he kind of does a little temper tantrum one last thing before we go to this next break uh, I loved one of Hamilton's radio transmissions and it's one of the ones that he gets criticized for as a from the British but he says I need more power man. And I said, Hi, Captain. <laughs> that was great. All right, let's go ahead and take another break, and we'll be back to continue our discussion on the Italian Grand Prix after this. Listen to Speed City live from Austin. 
Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town, in your favorite store, or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company, born, bred, and brewed in Texas. Howdy, I'm Andrew Monaco, voice of the Texas A&M Aggies. All-American Dave Elmendorf and I are bringing a little bit of Kyle Field to Austin. Join us for the 12th Man Happy Hour on Monday, September 30th. Enjoy an evening of cocktails, food, and Aggie football talk at Bob's Steak and Shop House. Dine on fried lobster, beef tenderloin, and more as Andrew and Dave break down all things Aggies past and present. It's the 12th Man Happy Hour. Ticket info at 12thmanhappyhour.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, this is Jay Leno from jaylenosgarage.com, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Welcome back to the show. We are still on the Italian Grand Prix High. That music, by the way, is Imagine Dragons, who's going to be playing here in Austin for the United States Formula One Grand Prix in how many? I mean, we're now in, hey, we're about 50-something days now because the race is November 3rd. So, yeah. Austin, Texas, baby. That's yeah, exactly baby. right. Austin, Texas, baby. And Pink will be here. Just like Yeah, this is going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, and, and like you mentioned earlier in the show, Les, you guys pay attention to what we got going on because we're going to try to do some things as we always do, including including our play-by-play on local radio. Uh, we're going to do that again this year. We've done that for several years now. So if you're in the Austin area, you can hear our play-by-play on the radio. I, I'm I, I'm not we're not great at play by play, but man, we make it up in enthusiasm. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, hey, I want to talk about some stats here. This is Ferrari's first home win since 2010. No wonder this is so special. Can you tell me, Mister Les Kaiser, who won that race in 2010? That would be Master Fernando Alonso. The Alonso, yes, you are correct, sir. I think it would have been totally, I mean, talk about heads just blowing off if Fernando had stepped out on podium to present it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine what that place would have been like? Hey, uh, I'm I didn't you. see him there at all. You know, usually if he's around, you get some glimpse of him. I didn't see him at no, all. No, you're right. I saw some photos on social, but I don't think I saw any television coverage of him. He may have been hiding. Um, speaking of social media, I got that. Uh, that I'd I'd seen that stat, but it just reminded me on Formula One's Twitter feed. And right now, there are I'm looking at Formula One's latest tweet where they have where they where they actually do Twitter Live. They do a live Twitter show. There are 147,000 people currently watching that. And the, and you know you know me I'm I'm Twitter. So is, we probably just lost 70,000 of ours. To we, go. Yeah, probably 70 or 80,000. That still leaves a couple of million, right? Sure. So I pay attention to Twitter. That's my social platform more than any other. And you don't see numbers like that very often. You just don't see them. And, I, and it made me think, all right, so on the right-hand side of my Twitter page is the are the trends for the United States. And they only show the teaser, like the first five, and you click more. And I thought, I wonder if they're there. And sure enough, there's the Italian Grand Prix hashtag. I love it. So 
kudos to Liberty Media for cranking up the social. One thing you, you talk about decisions, we talk about 2021 rules, we talk about passing and all those things. We, you know, that's going to be the secret sauce if they get it right. Uh, they'll look like geniuses, but the one part they have absolutely killed it on is the digital side and, or, or the social media side for sure. Right. F1 TV's had some glitches there and that's just me saying it from my anecdotal, but I, I do love it. I do love F1 TV. The app is really, really good. And, but it, I know it had some technical things early in the year, but man, that they have really knocked it out of the park on social media and grown. I think for, it may still be for the last two years since Liberty took over, it's been Formula One's digital or their social has been the largest growing professional sports social media by a long shot. That's because when you start from zero, you, you have a good, a good baseline, but uh, all right. Les, you got some other things in your notes here. Um, you talked about your electronic track limits. Let's see what else you got in here. Um, Oh, this is an interesting one. We talked about Haas F1, and we talked about Hulkenberg possibly coming on. And But you put on here that Haas sees no issues with Hulk, Hulkenberg and Magnussen on the same team because they've had some some words, shall we say, on yes, track. Yes, they've had their tiffs. You know, I uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like to think there's got to be a good relationship between drivers. Uh, I just don't know that those two personalities, and I already said my piece about Hulkenberg's salary, that's, uh, you know, three times, I think it was, of uh, Grosjean. I just don't see that uh, coming to. But you know what? There may be still plenty in those deep pockets of the Haas organization. They could do it. Uh, what about title sponsors around Haas? As long as we're talking Haas. What about title sponsors? Well, I have, I, you know what? I kind of stopped paying attention to the rich energy thing after the insanity that was going on there with the takeover of the Twitter it accounts. Away. It it uh, fizzy watered away. Yeah, uh, I it, think the carbonation went. I, I don't know what the whole. I don't even know where it's at right now. I did. It was very fascinating to see. I'm, see, I'm trying to remember if I can remember the numbers, but you remember the numbers? They said that. They'd made their first payment, and then they had not made the other payments. Well, obviously, they made the other payments, and right. I've, I've got that deep in my notes somewhere, but I know that but, that, but that has been a very interesting story for the year, but it's been really quiet lately. But um, I got to talk about another, another um, fallout from last weekend's horrific crash in Formula 2 because Antoine Hubert passed away, but... Uh, one Manuel Correa, who's an American, oh yeah, uh, was put into an induced coma. Uh, I think about Thursday or Friday or so, because he suffered spinal damage and broken legs, and they moved him to a UK hospital in London sometime during the week. And he's there. The last news was that he was in critical but stable condition in intensive care. But I think what it was, because he had been diagnosed with a, a severe respiratory disorder, which I think is, I read somewhere, which is a common thing in this type of accident or situation. And so I think that this induced, you know, induced coma is just one phrase. I'm not even sure that was the technical. Um, right. There, there's a different phrase for it. But, but They'll do that because it reduces the stress on the body, uh, you know, uh, mentally and physically to go through that. And so, uh, 
I'm I'm no doctor by any means. Didn't even stay at Holiday Inn Express, <laughs> but uh, that's not uncommon for them to do it through delicate situations like that. Well, well yeah, we wish him the best, and and uh, I don't think he's ever been on the show. But we've obviously been paying attention. He's an American in Formula Two, so you bet. You bet. Uh, I just hope that, and, and the family put out a press release saying that they expect him. And you know, this is the family, and obviously they're going to be as optimistic as possible, and that's great. Uh, that they expect him to fully recover. I, I wondered about you know when I heard you hear breaking broken legs in a type of accident. I mean, you wonder if that's a long term thing. But I, I. I watched, I sent it to you. I don't know if you saw it. I texted you. There was a fantastic video, uh, Chain Bear F1 on YouTube. They do a great job on YouTube. And they did a really good service to everybody uh, by putting this video out and explaining exactly what happened in EF2 and Antoine Hubert's crash. And you got to check that out because they did it without showing any footage. I still, I didn't even seek out the footage. I didn't look for the footage. I probably should, but I didn't. But from I feel like I, I didn't have to because of what I saw in Chain Bear. Yeah, from what I saw of some of the other items, uh, basically, you know, there, there was, it was really violent. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but one of the things they keep watching is the halo was definitely going to be investigated. And, you know, everything, every data they can get from an incident that specifically involves the halo, they're still collecting it because they're still talking about refining it uh, with its design and everything. And I think that's that's good. I'm glad they're continuing on that. They didn't just throw the halo out and leave it. Yeah, and uh, there was a lot of talk about the halo in the F3 accident where the car was, you know, on, on uh, Saturday morning where the car was airborne, that that was a big deal that that uh, that helped keep him safe. But, but, on, uh, but the thing that I walked away with after watching that video was that, you know... I, I, just a quick explanation. I don't know how much some people, I didn't really have a whole lot of information about the crash, but so if I remember correctly, um, so it's at spa, you know, at Al Rouge where you go down and the car compresses and you come up at the top of the hill, the car can get light. So the car ahead of, um, of Uber, uh, went light and went to the left. So Uber goes to the right and goes off track and hits the wall and ends up bouncing back, not all the way into the into the racetrack, but into the runoff area, and is sitting ninety degrees. And of course, uh, Juan Manuel Correa comes over the the uh, the hill and and sees it and has limited visibility. Right, so he sees the car off to the left and goes right, and that's when you know he becomes a passenger at that point too. Right. He's, he's off in the runoff area. And he's already changed his trajectory. And, you know, they're flat out right there. As we all know, in a rouge, you yeah. got to, you know. So he's flat out, and that's how it hit. It, it happened. He T-boned straight into mm. Bear's car right there. And and if you do want to check that out, so it's Chain Bear F1. That's a really good one. Well, hey, guys, we are at the end of the show. Uh, I, we got a, about a minute left, so I want to talk about some things. Um, we want to make sure everybody knows we do, of course, the Formula One pre- and post-race show nationally, right, uh, surrounding the uh, the BBC's broadcast. And go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com, and check out how to listen to that. And, it's, and, um, and of course, we also do every Sunday locally in Austin, we do our, our regular show where we talk 
Formula One, IndyCar, you name it, any kind of motorsports. Don't do a whole lot of NASCAR. There's lots of places you can talk. You can hear people talking about that. We'll cover some of the big stories, but we do all of that every week on Sunday night at 7 o'clock Austin, Texas time. And stay tuned to us, both our shows and our social media. We're pretty active on, on Facebook and Twitter. We touch on some of the other ones. and uh, but, but stay tuned because we're going to try to give away some tickets. We've worked a, ge- a deal again with Coda this year. we got a bunch of tickets to give away. So, and we're going to try to do some events. We talked about it earlier. And uh, so stay tuned to all of that. And, and I challenge you, bring somebody that hasn't been to a Formula One race. Yeah, and you know what? I'll also challenge you one thing. If you like what we do, tell some friends. Go out there and go on uh, iTunes or wherever and give us some thumbs up. Give us a review and let everybody know. Thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. Ciao, y'all. spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.